The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Make sure you use Bet Rivers. Look, you're getting a $500 second chance bet, $500 risk free bet. Just worry about Bet Rivers going out there. And you can live betting. You have all this other stuff at your fingertips. Make sure you tap into the Bet Rivers app on Bet Rivers. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BetRivers. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BetRivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Make sure you tap into the Hall of Fame Bets, Hall of Fame Bet app. Look, excuse me. I can't even talk today. Hall of Fame Bets app. And use that promo code SGP and get 50% off your first month guaranteed. Make sure you use that Hall of Fame Bets. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Game on Podcast on the Sports Game on Podcast Network. No me, no voice of the guys. Me, really Ralph, Lynn Ralph, Ralph from Virginia here at your service. And hey wait where's go what we don't oh we don't have that on here was okay. that wmba were we using patrick during the wmba season we weren't using that really i i think we might have been i'm not even sure wow man i gotta update the chalkboard i thought that i thought that we were using patrick this whole season well i guess that means we haven't had a lot of bad days for patrick to come out here and tell us how much we suck but uh Man, I thought we used that one on this show already. It's all right. It's cool. Because guess what? I am so quick that I have it loaded up already. How about if you sweep it out? What's the point? I can't do anything right. You'll do fine. Hey, pal. You just blowing from Stupid Town? Yes, I did just blow in from Stupid Town. Because, well, not really. Well, I did, kind of, sort of. Uh, that was my lock. I think that was Pelicans team total, and that got there. I, think I don't think the Pelicans did get there. No, they. That was against the Spurs. It was once. Oh wait, no, that was. Oh no, that's another. That's two weeks ago. That against the Spurs, they went under. Yeah, they went under. We missed that lock that episode. What was my lock last episode? Eh, I don't know. All I know is that probably wasn't no good. But at the end of the day, what matters is. <laughs> everybody swore up and down that that boston celtics money line was golden last time last time they swore up and down oh yeah they're gonna beat the pacers yeah you gotta worry about pacers they gonna handle the pacers they are fine pacers don't got no type of defense they're going to beat the pacers pacers plus five pacers on money line Pacers are going on to your quarterfinal, to your semifinals, I'm sorry, going on to the semifinals of the in-season tournament. Then you had the Pelicans come in here, 127, 117. This Kings team just can't beat the Pelicans. Like, this is ultimately what it is. They just can't beat the Pelicans. Uh, Darren Fox did get to 30. We talked about that, plus 130, shot to him. Unfortunately, Sabonis was the one that got the triple-double. I know we mentioned Drew Holiday, maybe even Jason Tatum. It was Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton. Show me those Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton slips so you have them for a triple-double because we definitely didn't talk about uh, – I think we mentioned Sabonis, but we didn't talk about Tyrese Halliburton at all. Well, Halliburton Yesterday, never had one, so. 
Yesterday, Scott was on the show. Bucks, Trump, the lowly New York Knicks, 146-122, where the Knicks literally, and I mean literally, could not stop anything. They got a big game from their quote-unquote big three, and they couldn't stop anything on the other side of the ball. Dame had 28, Giannis had 35, 8, and 10. Chris Middleton, 7 assists as well. And then you had the Los Angeles Lakers who, hey, man, they may not be able to beat anybody good, but sure enough, they're going to beat the Suns. Like, sure enough, they are going to beat the Suns. Kevin Durant had 31-7 and seven in that game, 21 for Grayson Allen, 21 for Devin Booker, and then 31 for LeBron James as well, 31-8-11 for LeBron, actually, and 27-15 and 15 for Anthony Davis, meaning Anthony Davis is probably due to not have a good game. And Austin Reeves coming off the bench, dropping 20 points. All right, so, Scott, in-season tournament, we're going to be talking about that tomorrow, actually. So we have a day in between where they give everybody else in the everybody else in the I'm, league a day to play games. No, well, no, we're not. But I'm saying we as oh, NBA we as in okay, all right, cool. We as a collective NBA gambling podcast talking about talking about the end season tournament tomorrow. But me and you are not talking about tomorrow. Pacers, Bucks, Pelicans, Lakers. I'll give you a quick thirty seconds to just say who wins, not why, how, or what do they got to do to win, but who just who do you think? comes out into the finals in Vegas. Yeah, the fans win in the Pacers game. Give me the over at 249 and a half. Uh for that one I'm actually going to I'm going to lean to the Bucks in that one. I think it's going to be very close, but I do think the Bucks just have too much firepower. I like the Lakers to beat the Pelicans. Pelicans I think match up relatively well against the Lakers, but I just trust LeBron and AD more in big games than the Pelicans do. So for me, I'm going to go with the Bucks and the Lakers. But I think the Pacers are actually quite live to win that game. Yeah. No, I think the Pacers are in there. I actually think I'm going to take Pacers. I think they're in. Bucks like oh, that. Both of these two teams not playing defense. If you're not playing defense against the Pacers, they really can't kill you. So I'm gonna take the Pacers, and I'm actually I'm actually, I might go to opposite side of you on other games too because you have this Pelicans team that history wise they dominate this Lakers team. Brandon Ingram and this Pelicans team. It's not too many times they lose to yeah, but they give the Lakers, Lakers free timeouts. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, does it really does it matter if you're up twenty? I mean, they really They're like twenty. Wow. All right. No, for real. <laughs> How many times have you seen this Pelicans team go in there and go up 20? Pelicans are good. I I just have questions about Zion's conditioning and how I think he needs to play a lot better than he did against Sacramento a couple days ago. But anyway, you wanted 30 seconds. My picks are the Bucs and the Lakers. But that Bucs-Pacers game should be a lot of fun. Yeah, no. I'm I'm going to go with Pelicans. I I don't trust the Lakers. It's a letdown spot, too. They only beat the Suns. That's it. They only beat the Suns. All right. Can there be a letdown spot when it's the semifinals of a tournament? Yes. Because nobody cares. Like, nobody I disagree. Cares. I, I think these teams actually bought in more than I thought they ever would. The Pacers yeah, they definitely don't. care. They got a lot these of regular guys. Scott, like, there's no in, there's no difference in intensity between these games and any other games. I disagree. Except playoff games. Like they 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 are not like they are playing these games just as serious as they play any other games because they don't I, like lose. Really, you don't think there's any improved intensity from these games? No, to because games? they don't like to lose. <laughs> Nobody likes to lose. Like I disagree because if it was a regular season game, we'd see potentially half the starting lineup get benched. I have noticed a lot of intensity with, with these games, so I'm going to disagree with you on that point. Mm, nah, it's not a playoff just, full atmosphere, but I'll tell you what, Indiana, that was as close to a playoff game that they've had in five years. 
I mean, I think the crowd was hype. I think the crowd was hype because they were playing a number one team and they were about to beat them, which, you know, I mean, we go back and look at the game with the Charlotte Hornets and the Boston Celtics, and Charlotte was never as lit. Like, Charlotte was never as lit. I think it was just, you know, at at least in case of that game. But, like, as I watch the games and as I've heard from the players that have spoken to me, it's nothing different about these games at all. Like, literally nothing different about these games. From what I've noticed, I think they've been more competitive, but that's just my opinion. Anyway, I, I, I'm only giving player first. Yeah, it, it's fine. Player first, it player first experience. That's all I'm Bones giving. Bones still doesn't know the rules. They it's said, fine. I talked to a player, and they said that these games are absolutely no different. Nobody nobody likes to lose. So it may feel like it's more intense because there's, quote, unquote, more in the line. But really, like, it's the same thing. All right. Before we get to this 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11. 12 game sleep. On, I thought it was 11. And, Oh, is it? Did I count wrong? One, I think two, it's 11, three, but it's fine. Five, There's double-digit games today. Eight, it's fine. Nine, 10, 11. Okay, fine. It's 11. All right, 11 game slate on the NBA. We're going to talk to you about Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available in over 14-plus states, including Ontario, Canada. And Bet Rivers has some of the live betting markets. You can sit there. They're betting menu second to nine because you have live betting props. You have live betting size, live betting totals. You have... Uh, depositing, withdrawing, all of this other stuff. Bet Rivers Play of the Day. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Make sure you stay on. But sign up using our link and get a risk-free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers or sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Bet Rivers, problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Y'all, y'all ain't know that I really know people in the league. I'm not sitting here saying, like, I'm talking LeBron or anybody. But, I mean, I know bitch players in the league that I've been around. Come on now. <laughs> Like that's 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 the experience I need. I ain't sitting here saying I'm Woj, but I know bench players in the league, bro. Come on now. All right, and those guys are they're saying like those games are really no different. Like from when they talk about today teammates, all that they really saying these games are like literally no different. All right, we have the Orlando Magic on the road. Ah, love getting them in this spot. I guess the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland's laying four. Open up at four and a half. It's now down to four. Two twenty-three and a half is the total. Two twenty-two and a half is where it opened. Injury report for these two teams, and we have uh, there we go. Jonathan Isaac questionable with an ankle injury. Markel Fultz with no Carter not playing. Then you have Karis Levert out for injury management. Dean Wade out questionable. Well, not out. I don't know why I said that. Dean Wade is questionable. Tajeron Ricky Rubio not with the team. All right. I mean, it's clear and obvious. Orlando plus two in the first half. Orlando gets some plus money on that money line in the first half. Really nothing to talk about there. But we do have Orlando money kind of skewering their way. It looks like a lot of people are backing Orlando on the road here. Plus four. Scott, what are you doing? Yeah, this line feels a bit weird because at first glance, I don't know why Cleveland's minus four. Cleveland's been a team that I know both of us have not exactly been high on for the entire season. They are 11 and nine, so they are kind of staying afloat, but I have not been overly impressed by the last uh, couple of games that Cleveland's played. I, I just think that you're looking at a spot where Orlando, I think, is the more consistent team, and I do think Orlando is a great defensive team. So I do think you're looking at a spot where Orlando is going to show up, play good defense. They're physical. They have length on the perimeter, which I think can give Garland in particular problems because Garland's a good player, but he is a bit, I don't want to say undersized, but you get my point. He's still relatively skinny. They have a lot of length they can throw at him. And I do think that it's going to give Garland some issues. Mitchell, we know, can occasionally get into 
hero mode, ball hog mode. So I do think that Orlando can create a good game plan. The issue is going to be on the glass. Orlando's been good so far, but you're against Jared Allen and you're against Evan Mobley, which is a bit tricky. I'm going to lean to Orlando. I just trust this team more than what I've seen from Cleveland so far this season. Orlando, whether it's at home or on the road, I do think they're going to always give great effort. Now, Isaac being questionable is actually a big deal. He doesn't play much, but he's a great defensive player. Jonathan Isaac, if you've watched him play, he's a phenomenal defensive player. So that does definitely have an impact. I'm hoping he plays. I'm going to lean to Orlando plus the points. They've earned my trust more than Cleveland has. So in what looks like a pretty weird game spread-wise, I'll take the team that I trust. I mean, I guess you could talk me into some type of second-half heroics for Cleveland down at the half, you know, at home, trying to figure it out, come back and try to battle against the win. But do I really want to lay four with that aspect? Not really. Mm, not really. I, I really don't trust this team. Paulo, Paulo Mancaro is a great player. He's, you know, I, you see him morph over at time as this team goes on. Jalen Suggs defensively. And even when he gets going offensively, when Jalen Suggs is going offensively, this team is really hard to beat. He thinks but he's better than he is offensively, but he has gotten a lot better. I'll put it that way. I mean, when he, so when, he's very, very streaky. Very, yeah. very streaky. And the fact of, like, when he's hot, he is hot. Like, you, the confidence is oozing on his face because he knows every shot is going in, and he's taking almost logo threes and cashing them. Like, he's really, really good. That's it's also the problem. Nice. He thinks every shot's going in, but there are better shooters on the team. That's kind of the point I'm making, but I love Suggs as a player. His effort is next level. But the person that nobody talks about, I think, is the must-have. If he's not playing, I'm questioning this Orlando team. And that's uh, Franz Wagner. He he does it all. I mean, when you're talking about a three-level scorer that can able to, that's able to do it all, a willing defender and that has the length to be able to cover one through five, like, I'm, I, I really think that Franz Wagner is taking another step forward. And it's just the consistency that he brings to that team really helps them night in, night out. So I like Franz Wagner today. That's one of the people that I'm going to be backing in terms of props. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Orlando plus four. The total's at 223.5. And, and not a little bit foreign to Cleveland games. This total actually climbed up a point. I'm going to lean under in this game. I, I just like Orlando too much defensively. Cleveland doesn't exactly play at a fast pace. I have not been a big Levert guy for a while, but he has been good this season, and he's not playing. So that actually is a decent bench piece for Cleveland that's not going to be active. And I do think that Cleveland's defense might struggle. You might get some foul trouble in there. I still don't think Evan Mobley has a bag. He's been better this year, but Jared Allen, I know for a fact, does not have a bag. So I'm going to lean to the under. Give me a physical lower scoring game. I think it'll land somewhere in the two tens. That is the thing I am concerned about, though. With the injuries to Orlando, there is a size problem that I think that Cleveland can take advantage, at least inside the paint. They've been offense. decent combating the Wendell Carter injury, at least better than I thought they were going to be. Because Batadze, I didn't think would do much as a center, but they've been okay without. Yeah, Wendell no, Carter. they have been okay. I just think that it's a little bit like I think Jared Allen is too dominant as a pure center for Batadze, for Ben Carroll, or for Wagner to just be able to pick up easily. I think that's yeah. why my issue. Uh, so, all right. Uh, any other – so, yeah, I like Paolo today. I like Franz Wagner today. I think I like Franz Wagner actually a little bit more than Paolo. I see JR in the chat. Make sure you chop, you chop it in the chat. The chat is actually booming today. Uh, Jared Allen, double-double, talking about that. Um, what Anything anything you like, Scott? Yeah, I think Cole Anthony has a good game off the bench. Uh, looking okay. at Cleveland's bench unit, I have some questions on the overall just talent level 
especially if Dean Wade doesn't play. I'm not saying Dean Wade's a great player, but the point is he is still a regular rotation guy off the bench. But with him and Levert uh, already being ruled out, I do think there's room for Cole Anthony to have a good game. Yeah. I've called out Cole Anthony in the past, but he's been very good this year. Simply put, I like the energy he brings off the bench. We know that he's the definition of a full confidence guy because he's going to shoot every shot thinking it's going in. But I do think that can work in his benefit. It has the season. I like Cole Anthony to go over his points. All right. Last five games, uh, Cleveland actually scoring 122 points per game. That is fourth in the NBA. Let's go ahead and knock out another one real quick. We have the Memphis Grizzlies on the road going to play the Detroit Pistons. Memphis open up minus one. They are now laying two. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the toilet bowl. Memphis five and fourteen, Detroit two and eighteen. John Morant still counting down the days that he is returning back to the lineup. Two nineteen is total injury report for these two teams, and I have for the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant suspended. Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, Jake Belivia, Brandon Clark all not playing, and Stephen Adams you know, is out for the season. We have Joe Harris, doubtful for the Detroit Pistons. Marvin Bagley is probable. Monty Morris is out. All right, Scott, what are you doing here in Solar Bowl? Detroit versus Memphis and Detroit. I will point out Detroit is still obviously in the middle of a massive losing streak. Boyan did come back, so they're not as bad as they were a week ago. They're still not any good. I'll take I'll take Memphis. Memphis earned respect for me because I gave them out on the money line against Dallas on Friday, and they won at plus 350. So I'm cool with Memphis now. So I'm going to lean to Memphis minus the two. This team's not great, but I do think that they're more talented than Detroit. Detroit's an absolute dumpster fire. I, I can't back Detroit at all. How am I supposed to lay? How am I supposed to get two with Detroit when they've lost, what is it, 16 in a row at this point? Mm-hmm. 16, 17? I, I can't do it. I'm going to lean to Memphis. I get the argument. It's 17. They've lost 17 straight. I, I'm not taking a team that's lost 17 straight with a short number. I'll lean Memphis. I'll enjoy the toilet bowl. I know your rule of never laying points in the toilet bowl. I got to violate that because this Pistons team isn't worth putting any money on. Nah. I, I mean, Memphis might not be either. Three or five ATS is a favorite. I understand your sentiments because I had these same sentiments uh, a few weeks ago when I laid points. I'm trying to remember what game it was, but I laid points on Solar Boy with the same exact sentiments of one team is just playing better than the other team, and it's okay to lay points with them this time. I immediately regret it, not doing it again. Give me the Pistons to get it done in the Solar Bowl. You just keep taking the points in the Solar Bowl. The dog just keeps coming through for us. Some of it's personal bias because, once again, Memphis did just cash me a plus 350 play. So I'll, I'll ride with them for now. And they covered and they covered 11 against the Suns the game after. So they're actually yeah. on a roll. But, yeah, no, not, I'm not breaking the rule. Give me Detroit plus two, Detroit on the money line. They're due for a win, and if they're ever going to win another game, it's got to be against this Memphis team at home. Like, I guess my question win. is, how many losses in a row do you need before you're due for a win? Uh, this one they're at 17. This one because they're going to win tonight because they're uh-huh. catching points in total. I don't think they've been catching points in total this streak, so that's, that's what it is. All right. Yeah, I'm done with this game. Anything else? 
No, I mean, people are going to be on Cade, which I understand. I think Bane is a good game. I'm trying to think of who I want, actually. Do I want Durin rebounds, maybe? Uh, I think Boyan points is worth a look, because I think Boyan's a good player. He's actually, he might be too good for this Detroit team. They might trade him off at some point. But, yeah, I do think that Boyan is a pretty good game from the outside. Uh, besides that, mostly just Cade, and I think Bane has a good game. I called Bane to have a big game against Dallas, and he did. I think Bane's going to get back on track. Boyan, by the way, in his return back to the lineup, 22 points. He looked good. On 46.7% from the field, 3% from three. Come on now, with Boyan in the lineup, they're going to cook this team. Cook this team? Yeah, I think they are. I really I really think they're going to win this game. Like, I think this is Memphis. Memphis goes back to playing down the competition, and they lose. Like, you just play the Mavericks, you got to win, and you just play the Suns, and you feel like you should have got to win. Like, this is the ultimate spot after – what was that? What was that Sun game? That was like a minute ago, too. How many bottles like of like champagne do the Pistons break out for winning a game? It's uh, been over a month. They had zero yeah. wins in the entire month of November. No, nah, they definitely – they're definitely going out. Like, definitely going out. And yeah. it's going to be more than champagne. I'll tell you that much for sure. They haven't played since Saturday. So, yeah. They, they, were, they were on a roll. If this game was like Monday – yeah, if it was like Monday – I'd be with you. But I think they lost it. I think whatever good basketball they was playing, they lost it in this week. Well, not week, but like four or five days that it's been since they played. So, all right. Cade, I'm on Bojan. He's going to cook. Yeah. Bojan, he'll have a good game. Uh, I thought I saw somebody say Bane. They like Bane points. Yeah, somebody said they like Bane points mm-hmm. as well. Sebastian says he thinks Triple J would get into foul trouble. Duren as well. But Triple J just likes to foul. Yeah, he does. The only concern that I have with that is the fact that the Pistons are one of the worst teams in the entire league at actually getting to the foul line. They never get to the foul line at all. And I know that there's been a lot of issues with regard to the Pistons fan base complaining that Cade gets no calls. And that's been the case for a couple of years. But I want to actually pull that up. I'm pretty sure the Pistons are dead last in free throws per game. So if Triple J was going I mean, to stay on the court, it. Who, it might be the game. Really, if you think about it, who's really like – for them, a rim, a rim driving, for this team? like forcing fouls, like Killian Hayes. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think that there's a conspiracy against the Pistons. I think that Cade's mostly a jump shooter, but I want to actually look at it. Uh, Detroit is 24th, so they're not dead last, but they're bottom seven in free throws per game. Okay. All right. So enough of that. Before we talk about the next game of sleep, got to talk to you about. Excuse me, underdog fantasy because. Underdog Fantasy has Pick'em Scorchers, where you can get a nice spicy 100x payout, or you can just, you know, juice up your payout and get more, more, more cash when you hit an underdog lineup. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, doesn't matter. They have everything you need. Just simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Underdog Pick'em Play of the Day. We will talk about the end of the show when we drop that Underdog Pick'em lineup, so make sure you stick around for that. When you sign up, use promo code SGPN and get and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time makes the perfect holiday gift. Make sure that you can go out there. John Morant is actually on his way back. JR just said it. I'm about to put it on the screen. Six more games till Ja Wick returns. I'm over here looking at that Pacers game in Memphis. That's going to be Ja's first home game back. You know the Pacers don't play no defense. I'm looking at getting tickets and going to Memphis for that game. If you want to join me, hop on the Game Time app and go get you some tickets. Download the Game Time app. 
create an account and use code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download again to that last minute tickets lowest price guarantee. By the way, I know that the whole nickname came about because of Jaw's off the court issues. Is Jaw Wick like the coldest nickname in the NBA? Yeah, easy. I think it's got to be up there. That's a hell of a nickname. I know once again hey. the reason for it is you know not ideal, but that's a great nickname. Can you take? I'm assuming Terrell was about to ask me to take over while he was fixing his Wi-Fi, if I had to guess. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Jawick, good nickname. Uh, moving on uh, to the next game uh, while Terrell reboots. Uh, you're going to look at the Sixers taking on the Wizards. Terrell, I think you're back. Are you back? I think. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I was like, yo, why the comment could not coming off the screen? I'm trying to get the John Wick comment off the screen. We talk yes, Coda's nickname by far. By far Coda's nickname. I was wondering why that was it coming off the screen. Apparently my screen froze, but okay. yeah, with easily Coda's nickname, uh, off the field actions. I mean, hey, if I was him, I would assign some type of uh gun sponsorship or something and just fed into the John Wick thing. I would have yeah. just done a social media video with the self defense guy. All right. Oh, yeah. that would have been hilarious. Hey, man. Hey, where is he at? Where is he at? I think I saw him a couple of weeks ago with somebody. I don't remember that I guy. Yeah. I forgot what he's been up to. I think he lives in Detroit. I think he's a Detroit cop or something like that. Or like a – I don't know. Why do I feel like it's Detroit? Somebody give me an answer to that. Where is the self-defense guy from? I feel like it's Detroit, but I don't know why. All right, we got the Philadelphia 76ers on the road going to play the Washington Wizards. Philadelphia is laying 10 and a half on the road. 239 and a half is total injury report for these two teams. And for the Philadelphia 76ers, we have Dianthe Melton probable with an illness. That's it for the Washington Wizards. <laughs> Jordan Poole is questionable with an ankle. Landry Shaman is questionable with the rib. Johnny Davis is questionable with the calf. DeLon Wright is out, and Ryan Rollins is out. I, you want to make any case for Washington, or we're just moving on? What I will say for the case for Washington is being so close in proximity to this team, I know that there is a bunch of games over the course of time that I've seen, and they have made these games with Philadelphia close, whether it's on the road, whether it's in Washington. I've seen games that they made them close. However, I'm not going to be the one to tell you that they're going to make the game close. So. All right, Philadelphia minus 10 and a half for both of us. That was pretty easy. Total sitting there at 239 and a half. I'm sure we're not going with the under. Over. I mean, the first meeting this season ended up landing 274. And beat at 48 points, and I don't believe he stepped foot up for the fourth quarter. So he could have had 60 if he wanted to. I don't think he played a second in that fourth quarter. And B's going to go nuts in this game if Philly just feeds him the rock. We know Washington's terrible at guarding opponents in the paint. Uh, Gafford has no chance to stop Embiid. So, yeah, I'll go with the Sixers to score 135-plus in this game. Give me the over. Yeah, it's pretty easy for me. Mm, I, I kind of want to get down on just Wizards team total over because I thought that they would be out of it so much, and this is such a big spread that they should be able to cover that. But I mean, they did I, score one twenty eight in the first meeting. So. I know. I kind of, I, I kind of want to do that, but I kind of don't want to trust them. Uh, 
Does pool playing matter, or does it not matter at all for your team total over? I don't think it matters. Okay, just ask. It, it might even be better. Nope. Like maybe, yeah, like maybe we'll get some better efficiency from somebody else. Tyus Jones has been solid. He's one of my favorite bench. He's one of my favorite. Uh, I don't call him bench players, but he's one of my most underrated point guards in the league. Yeah, he's better than he gets credit for for sure. All right, the Miami Heat are on the road. Playing the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are laying three and a half. Two nineteen and a half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams. And Bam out of bio and Hayward Highsmith are both out. Tally Hero, RJ Hampton out. And for the Toronto Raptors, Christian Coloco on IR. I mean, this is the spot where you like to eat. Just this is the Bam's the out and they just come spot. up and show up for this game. Yeah. 100%. This is just the typical heat spot. They go on the road. They're catching points on the road. They probably have one, two, maybe three injuries going on there that are the reason that they're catching points on the road. And then they ultimately just get coached up really well. They get a bunch of undrafted guys to play really well. Jimmy Butler has a solid game of getting everybody to play together, and they end up winning. Like, this is such this is such a Miami script. This is a total Miami script of the game. I'm, I'm with Miami plus three and a half all the way here. I'm really on the fence for this one because I think I'm going to lean to Miami as well because this game just screams one possession late. And if that's the case, I'm going to take the points. The Raptors have won three straight. They have actually been in good form. In fact, they've actually won five of seven against the Heat recently. A lot of those games were close, so I do expect to see a pretty similar story here. Toronto's a team that I still don't think is that great, but they can sneak up on you if you're not expecting it. The point is I think Miami's expecting it because I do think that this is a game where without Bam – Toronto thinks they're going to get a free win potentially. Miami's going to show up. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a very close game. I initially was going to lean Toronto, but true this Spolstra, I think, can definitely come up with a good game plan here, and I'm still not sure how good Toronto's coaching staff actually is. I think it's fine. Nothing special, but Spo is Spo. I'll lean to Miami plus the points. I don't feel great about it. I think I'm going to lean to the under in this game, but I really just see a one-possession game late. Maybe Toronto wins, maybe Miami wins, but give me the three and a half for what I think is going to be close. It's just that, like, okay, so Bam's out. All right, I get that. Because Bam is a good player. Yeah. So, it, of course, that means something. But how much, like, I really don't think it's Bam. I don't think it's Bam. Do think like, it's Bam is good. I get that. But... I think that the system, I think that the coach and how he's running it, because Bam is good, Bam is playing well for them. But You forgot the code word, because of the culture. You got to say the heat. Culture. <laughs> I'm weak, the heat. You to say the code word. <laughs> did you see Gilbert Arenas talking about heat culture, heat culture, heat culture? Yeah. LeBron left, and they didn't even make the playoffs, but that's heat culture. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I, but it's like, he spit facts. He was spitting facts. Yeah, I don't want to say heat culture, but yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I just, I whenever Bam is out, I never really like. Does that ever really change your aspect of Miami because Bam is out? I just feel like Miami with their, Bam. I acknowledge is a, is a very good player. It's obviously one of the best centers in the league. I understand yes. what you're trying to say though. Miami just finds ways to make smarter winning plays down the stretch with or without Bam on the court, and they find ways to win games anyway. Yes. Like great, exactly. good, good, great coach teams find ways to win games despite being shorthanded. And Miami's proven that over the years. Yeah. Like this is the, this is Miami. I'm trying to think of who else. 
it's really just Miami. It might be somebody else I'm just not thinking of right now. But Miami is the team that no matter who's playing, like you feel like they're somehow going to find a way to win the game. And they do. They do. So, yeah, I'm all over Miami here, man. I'm considering locking this. I think one point I also want to mention is that Toronto, despite having a well-regarded home court advantage, is only 6-5 and five, straight up at home. So mm-hmm. they have had some moments where they've slipped up. They've beaten some good teams. Beat Milwaukee, ended up beating Phoenix. Beating but, mm-hmm. yeah, I do wonder if they're looking ahead potentially because Miami's without Bam. Maybe they let up mentally for this game, and Miami sneaks up and bites them. Well, unfortunately, looking ahead to the Hornets is tough, but it doesn't matter. I'm still in Miami. <laughs> All right, 219 and a half is total. Uh, I'm going to lean under in this game. I know most people lean over because Bam's out, but I just feel a physical game unfolding between these teams. Um, Lucky here. Last five games, Toronto's given up 110 points per game. Yeah, Miami given. Damn, has it really been that bad? Well, they played Indiana twice. So. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm like, dang, 123 points per game. Have they? Really yeah, they played Indiana twice, so those numbers are inflated. Yeah, those are skewed. Those are skewed. All right. I am going to throw out there, by the way, the last three meetings, each of them landed below 217. Okay. Previous years, but still, I'll lean under. Yeah, this this could be a nice under spot because they've given up 144, 132, 131, and three consecutive games, and they play a lot better defense than that. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. I'll go under. They're deep. Any props? Anything else from one? Not really. Uh, I was thinking about maybe taking something with Orlando Robinson because he's the starting center now that Bam's not going to play. Had a pretty good game against Indiana. I think he had, what was it, 16 points last time out? Uh, But Indiana, once again, doesn't guard anybody. So I don't know if that actually means anything. I think Jimmy has a big game. The main takeaway, though, with Bam being out is that Jimmy has the ball in his hands more because it's a requirement since Hero's out, too. If I'm picking Miami to win, I need Butler to go for, like, 25 or 30. So I think Butler has uh, a good game. I was going to say his assist. I think his assist okay. is where I like it at. Be, uh, either him or Kyle Lowry. I just, you know, I don't like betting Kyle Lowry ever. But Kyle Lowry, four and a half assist, does actually, it's very tempting. I'm not going to lie. But I like Jimmy Butler, who four and a half assists as well. And give me a Duncan Robinson game. Give me a Duncan Robinson game in this one. How high are you going with threes? You going up to like five, up to four? Yeah, I think you could. I think you could ladder up to five. I mean, two and a half is minus one thirty-five. That's cool. Uh, If you want to have some fun, take it up to five. I just, I think that this is more of like, like I said, I think this is going to be that heat offense where you just kind of see Jimmy driving into the paint and kicking out for three-point shooters. So, uh, I think that that could be that could be a little uh, aspect of this game. But I like Jimmy's assists. I do like Jimmy's points with you. And uh, I'm not such a Kyle Lowry. I'm sorry. All right, San Antonio Spurs <laughs> on the road uh, playing the Minnesota Timberwolves minus twelve two twenty eight and a half is the total here injury report for these two teams and we have let's see here for these San Antonio Spurs Devin Vassell probable through injury management and Zach Collins is probable as well so look like you're going to get a full assorted staff of the San Antonio Spurs here Minnesota Anthony Edwards questionable Jay McDaniels Jordan McLaughlin Jalen Clark all not playing in this game 
Edward's status has not been determined. They will know. I think they're waiting to make another game time decision. So we should know a little bit closer to game time. If Edward's I'm going to guess he's not going to play. That's just my. If he doesn't yeah. play, I don't know how you take. Well, it's no, against I mean, San Antonio, so I'm assuming he's not going to play because they're probably more important games on the horizon. No offense to San Antonio, but I think Edward. They're not. They're not going to rush him back. That's the point I'm trying to make. You're 15 and four. You can wait it out a little bit. All offense taken. You should not be sleeping on this San Antonio team, even though they suck. Like, really suck. But Devin Self can kill you at any moment. But they do suck. And Victor's back in the lineup, for what it's worth. All right, so you have a home Minnesota that's been really, really good. ATS 7-2-1. and one. They did not cover as a double-digit favorite against the Utah Jazz. Just missing that by the hook. It was 11 and a half. It closed at 11 and a half, and they covered by 11. However, they've only lost once to Sacramento at home in that tournament game. But other than that, they they are so what is that nine and one? They're nine, nine and one. one and one. Yeah, nine and one at home. It's really do you, are they covering this large number? So mm. I think Edwards is not going to play. If he does, then of course that's going to throw a wrench into some things. But <laughs> I initially was going to blindly fade San Antonio. Because this team is awful on the road. They are just a lost cause. But then I looked at the ref report. And now I'm on San Antonio. I'm going to take San Antonio plus the 12 and a half. I looked at the three refs. Wait, you want to play a game? It, it sounds like you already played it without me. No, I, I, I didn't officially bet it. but I have Because I, I kind of just looked at it now while you were previewing the game in the injury report. Okay. All three refs, Bill Kennedy, Brett Anansel, and Brandon Adair... They're all better ATS for the road team than the home team. And some of those aren't really? even close, by the way. Kennedy is that this to go season? through Yeah, yeah, this season. To go through uh Adair's numbers, the road team is seven and two ATS. To go through Bill Kennedy's numbers, the road team is eleven and five ATS. So it's not even like it's it's a pretty substantial trend if you want to go by those refs. Not to mention the fact that they didn't cover against Utah. I have questions if Edwards is gonna play. I'm not laying twelfth without knowing for a fact if Edwards is going to play. But the referees kind of sold it for me. I'm going to I'm gonna link to San Antonio with them being healthy again. I'm picking them to win, but give me an eight-point loss. Dang, Scott played a game by himself, man. That's I crazy. did the ref report. I had I to know. check. I know. We could have we played the game. I'm sick. I didn't get to play the game this week. It's all right. But you're right. I mean, you're right. I, I like that angle. I love that angle. I mean, I was already taking San Antonio. I already kind of had it put best in my line. But with the D- Anthony Edwards questionability with the ref report and just the fact that I'm pretty sure that, you know, without Jalen McDaniels, that's going to open things up a little bit more in the mid-range for Keldon Johnson, for Devin Lucell, for some of this Spurs offense to try to get going. And again, like we say it all this time, but these teams on these horrible win- losing streaks – they gotta, they gotta be competitive at some point. Like at some point, they gotta go back. Like they're not that bad. Like this isn't the Indiana Fever. Like you're competitive at some point, and you're covering spreads at some point. Even the worst of teams cover the spread. This is a really large number for a team that we don't even know is 100. percent I'll take the Spurs plus 12. I'm gonna lean to the over as well. If San Antonio is gonna cover, they're gonna have to score a bunch of points because they can't guard anybody. But with Minnesota potentially missing Edwards, who's an underrated defender, McDaniel's, who's a very good defender. I have some questions on Minnesota's defense. It's still good. It's not elite without McDaniels mm-hmm. and Edwards potentially being in the lineup. So I'm going to go with the over. Yeah. Devin Vassell points over. Yeah. You're on Vassell. 
somebody on San Antonio's got a rebound. So I'm going to lean to Wemby in this. Somebody's going to have to try to deal with Gobert. Oh, give me Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson's a really good rebounder. Okay. Point is with the size that Minnesota has in the interior. We know Towns still likes to shoot a bunch of jump shots. I think Victor rebounds is worth a look. Yeah, I like it. All right. Brooklyn Nets. Your Brooklyn Nets. Above 500 Brooklyn Nets. Going up against the Atlanta Hawks. Moon also Atlanta Hawks. The below 500 Atlanta Hawks. Open them Hawks. Moon off roots for the Hawks? Huh? Moon off roots for the Hawks? He, he did ever since he got that future on 42 and a half, 43 and a half, whatever it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, Moonoff has been like really, really pro Hawks this season. He's actually been disappointed with how the season started, but before the, in the offseason, he was very, very pro Hawks. Uh, minus four and a half is where they opened up at. It's now minus three and a half. 242 and a half is the total. Shit, that went up six points. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Injury report for the well, – where is this team at? Oh, my injury report. There we go. Atlanta Hawks, Jalen Johnson is on IR. So you'll see Sadiq Bay in that starting lineup. Nothing else to report of note for the Atlanta Hawks. And for the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons and Ronnie Walker, both on IR. All right, Scott. This your I'm Brooklyn on the Nets. over. I'm on the wow. over. Yeah. Wow. Over. I'm not. I'm not gonna think twice about this one because I saw them play. Uh, they played the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and the game landed at 292 uh, after overtime. Uh, but to go through regulation, that game was tied at. Uh, let me just do the math quickly in my head. At 120. No, no. Sorry, 131. So it landed 262 in regulation. Bridges at 45. Trey at 43. These teams can't guard each other. Yeah, I'm just on the over. I, I watched it. It was a damn practice game. It looked like the Hawks game against the Pacers. I'm going to go with the over. I don't see either anybody stopping anybody. Bridges, we just saw the massive game against Orlando. I know Atlanta can't guard them. I see points. I see pace. Give me the over. Not going to think much. I'm not going to think twice about it. The spread is interesting because it went to overtime and the Knicks, and it's not the Knicks, and that's lost by two. I know they can't guard Trey Young. Like, that's the problem. And I know he didn't shoot that well from the floor. He went 12 of 31 from the floor, but he still had 43 points. Went to the line 13 times. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lean to the Nets, I guess, because I just think that they can score with this Hawks team because the Hawks don't actively guard anybody. I'm going to lean to the over as my favorite play, but I'll lean to the Nets plus the three and a half. This game screams one possession and be late again. So I'll lean to the Nets, but I love the over. Yeah. Uh... It's not even really a lane to me. Nets just give me Nets plus three and a half and Nets on the money line. I mean, they're they're the they're not great defensively, but they're not bad. This Hawks team can't guard anything. That like at this point, I'm just kind of betting on the Hawks offense being able to score and just go out there and put up points on any defense because Brooklyn. I mean, they've been pretty solid over the last five games. 106 points, 106, 107, something like that points per game, and you look at Atlanta and what this defense is giving up, and they're giving up damn near 130 points per game. And it's not even just to the freaking Pacers. Like, they're giving up points to everybody. Everybody's scoring on them. 123.2 points per game in the past five games. I'm getting this Brooklyn team, this Brooklyn Nets team total at 119 and a half. I think they get to 120. Yeah, I, I, I really do. So, uh, my concern is if Atlanta shows up at home, and I mean, it's at home, so you would think they would. I'm just going to take Atlanta out the equation. Give me Brooklyn Nets team total. Over 119.5, I do like the Brooklyn Nets to win the game at plus 135. 
even at plus three and a half money line for the Brooklyn Nets. I might catch him as Nets team as a dog, man. They, just they, to ask, it's, it's early in the season and all, and the Hawks are nine and ten. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I have to ask: Are the Hawks a poor man's Pacers team? Poor man's Pacers team. Based on this year, they don't guard anybody. Oh, but the Pacers oh, I was about are to say, how are you a poor man's Pacers team? They ain't done nothing. Based on but, this oh, year, is what I'm saying. And it looks like they're the exact same team as the Pacers, except the Pacers look like a better team. Yeah, I guess. Um, I still, uh, I'm still long way to go in the season, but I mean that Hawks team does not even try to play defense for. Here's what I'll anybody. say. Here's what I say. I'll say that with the right run of games, the Hawks could be in the same position. Like I agree with you, they could easily be the Pacers. Like the Hawks could go on a what? Uh, Freaking nine game, not nine game, that's a little too much. Six game, one streak or something like that. Get really, really streaky, be hitting their shots. And they could be like, you know, right there around with the Pacers at 100%. It's just that I really don't know what the difference is between those two teams. They're actually the same team. There's just a couple of the games difference in my eyes. I, and really the, I think the difference is Halliburton's more efficient. I, I think that's the difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Buddy Hield is literally Sadiq Bay. I'm such a fan of <laughs> Buddy Hield is literally I'm such a fan, fan of like Buddy Hield. I always have been. <laughs> They're the same person. <laughs> have you ever seen him in uh, Sadiq's last? I think Buddy Hield's a lot better than Sadiq Bay, but I think Sadiq Bay is a good player too. Uh, uh, well, I like Sadiq Bay, but Hield I think is one of the best three point shooters in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the same person. They do the same thing. I think Bay. Bay's a little aggressive. All right. Let's see. With that, I'll take Sadiq Bay's uh, threes over, though. I like that play. I'll take Trey points and assists. If the Hawks are going to score 120-something, the ball's going to be in Trey's hands the entire game. Are they going to score 120-something? <laughs> I have the over. So, yes, I, I think each team gets to 120 and change. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. And I like I like Bridges over for points. That's the only the way game. that I see. They, they, can't, they can't guard him. That's the only way that I see the over not hitting is if the Hawks don't do their point. I think Brooklyn's going to do their part, their part regardless. What I don't like everybody betting Brooklyn. It seems like 90-something percent of money is on Brooklyn. Don't like that. All right. Oklahoma City Thunder on the road going to play the Houston Rockets. Oklahoma City opened up minus one there. Now minus two against the Houston Rockets. 226.5 is the total here. Injury report for these two teams that we have for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I see... Nothing to report. And for the Houston Rockets, you have Jock Lando, questionable, if or whatever that means to anybody. Eamon Thompson, Victor Oladipo, still not playing. Victor Oladipo, I'd like to mention, it is December the 6th. Victor Oladipo has still not put on a Houston Rockets jersey. Almost positive this day. Like, I just know he's not going to put a jersey on. All right. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What, what was it? Minus two? Yeah, minus two for OKC here. I mean, clearly OKC is the better team, but is this any spot where eBay just gets this Rockets team up to get a win? The thing about Houston is that you can't back this team on the road. You can back them at home. This is one of the only you can only back them for half the season as it is. But OKC is very good on the road as well. Uh, they are seven and two compared to Houston being eight and one at home. I I want to lean Houston. I really do. But this team's eight and nine already. They've—I don't want to say they peaked too early, but it does seem like they're kind of regressing back to what we maybe thought they were going to be preseason. They're better than I thought they were going to be, but you get my point. I'll lean Houston. 
I'll give it to him. I'll lean Houston in this spot, but if they lose this game by a decent amount, by let's just say eight plus, I'm not going to blindly back Houston at home anymore. But it's been good to <laughs> us. I'll stick with it. I'll lean to Houston. Uh... It's such a tricky game, though, because OKC is very good on the road. Yeah, I'm taking OKC. I'm just going to trust. I'm going to trust the team that I've seen more from, and I've seen OKC do this for years. Be good on the road, cover games on the road. Now they have a good team behind them as well. This Rockets team is fun. They're cool. If I get, if I fall into the trap, I'll just die. That's the thing, though. Is Houston actually cool, or was the concept of them actually being mediocre, despite being projected to be terrible, the cool part? Are they a cool team? Yeah, because at least you're winning at home. Yeah, okay. Non-cool teams don't even win at home. Like the Spurs, that's not a cool team. They just got Devin So. So are you comparing Houston to last year's Utah team? No. Because Utah was fun last year. That team was fun. Yeah, but Utah was winning on the road and winning at home. They were winning on the road last year? I don't yeah. remember you. Whenever they were a dog, they were winning. It didn't matter whether they were at home or on road. You just kept fading them on the road as a dog. That might be true. Losing. That might be true. I don't remember. But... Yeah, like they didn't matter whether they, they were on the, the road or not. <laughs> as a dog, they was winning that game. It didn't matter where they was at. So, yeah, man, that's I can't give them that Utah credit. But I mean, for home road split, like it's really, really good. It's just identical. ATS seven one and one. Both of these two teams on the road for OKC and at home for Houston. Something's got to been here. I think it's pretty. It makes sense that we're on opposite sides of this one because this is a really, really close game. I'm not betting this game. Lock. Yeah, I don't think this is a lock. I think I'm just gonna. I'll have some player props going, and I'll just enjoy the game. Two twenty six and a half is total. If I think Houston keeps it close, do I have to lean to the under? I mean, OKC you want to blindly take overs with because they also don't really guard anybody, but the offense is so good it doesn't matter. I think I'm going to lean over. Houston defensively has not been great lately. Those have been road games, I will admit, but I mean, going through the points allowed against good opposition, I mean, the Lakers game was a rock fight, but the Lakers play at a slope are just occasionally not great at hitting jump shots. Uh, The Nuggets game landed 258. The Mavericks game landed 236. OKC likes to play with pace. They've scored a lot of points recently. I'll lean over. I think it gets there. Yeah, I like over too. It's really just more of OKC really hasn't been that good defensively for me. And Houston, I I expect them to show up at home. I don't think OKC is going to run in here and completely embarrass them at home. But I do think that Houston is going to keep this close game, be able to to match OKC's scoring. You got the Shangun versus Chet Holmgren matchup that I think is going to be pretty fun, and that's going to uh, create points as well. So, yeah, I'm with you over to 26 and a half. I do like points in this one. I, th- I think this clears over, actually. Yeah, to be honest, I just want to see the Dylan Brooks Shea matchup. That's that's the main matchup I'm focused on. Yeah. Out of curiosity, I, I just want to see how that plays out. <laughs> All right. Charlotte Hornets on the road, going to play the Chicago Bulls, where the Chicago Bulls are laying five. I'm telling you, you guys, you two teams got one less loss, and I'm playing until the bull drop. You're lucky I'm not playing it now, but you guys I think you should be playing it now. No, nah, uh, Chicago. You got to remember Levine's out, for better or worse. So if that factors in. No, nah, I'm not going to give it to 500 teams. Okay. Oh, well, they're not 500. They're like. No, they're not. In fact, Chicago is 7 and 14, and Charlotte's 6 and 12. And Levine's not playing. 
I, it it, ha- it makes the qualifications for a toilet bowl drop, to be honest. But oh, it's your call. Florida, Chicago. You're on. You're on the aux. That that that's your call if you want to play the drop or not. <sighs> All right, we play. Because there was no way I was laying five in Chicago. That's ultimately why I decided to play. There was no way I'm laying five in Chicago. I don't trust Chicago. I don't trust Chicago at all. Do you like Chicago more or less with Levine not playing, though? Do you like them more or less with Levine being out of the lineup? Hornets are without without Lamelo too, but I have to ask about Levine first. Are they better without Levine? Because they might be. I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to decide which one they're better without, Levine or DeRozan. I think they're better without Levine than DeRozan if I had to. I think DeRozan's more valuable to this team than Levine is. I don't like DeMar DeRozan's not being aggressive, though. Like, there's no point in DeMar DeRozan if you're not going to be aggressive and go out there and only be good. It's fair. Nonetheless, injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Charlotte Hornets, Mark Williams questionable. You know LaMelo's out for a while, Cody Barton out for a while. Uh, Chicago Bulls, you said Levine's not playing. Tory Craig is questionable. Alex Caruso is probable. Yeah, bro, I got I got Gordon Hayward. That's enough for me. Give me, give me the Hornets plus five. <laughs> <laughs> I got Gordon Hayward. That's enough for me. Uh, for props, I like Vucevic because I'm not sure if Mark Williams is going to play, and I have questions about the overall front court depth of this team. This is the random Vucevic like 22 and 15 game. Like this just happens like a couple times a year. I feel like this is the spot for Vucevic. The thing about the Bulls and the I know it's some rumors. There's a lot of fake basketball news Twitter accounts out there. The market for Levine apparently didn't exist. Like they they asked they asked around and everyone on the team is like now nah, we're good <laughs> we we don't need a Levine on our team so now they're just stuck with him which I can actually believe I actually like the Bulls without Le- without Levine in the lineup because Caruso has been great the ball movement's been really good DeRozan has not been as aggressive but he's actually willing to share the basketball which Levine doesn't do Kobe White's been fine I think Vucevic has a good matchup here it's a toilet bowl though five. Take the points, man. Five is a lot, bro. Five's a lot. You know what? Nah, because I'm picking Vucevic to have a decent game, and I think that the Bulls are actually better without Levine. Give me the Bulls. I'm not going to bet it, but I'll lean Bulls in this spot. And I see four and a half. Bed River's at four and a half, so I feel better about it. I'll lean four and a half. It's not going to be easy, but we'll see what happens. Five I think Mark seven. Williams being out is a big deal too, though, because I like him a lot on on Charlotte. Five and seven ATS is uh, at home for the Chicago Bulls. Here's the yeah, it's probably not good. Yeah, I like Bridges. Have a pretty solid game. I like your well, you're picking Charlotte. So somebody's announced. I'm, I'm, ba- I'm really backing your Vucevic angle. I really like your Vucevic angle. It's such a great spot for Vucevic if Williams it is. is out. It's a great spot. But I do think, but I do think that even if Williams plays, that Vucevic and Williams can both still have really good games here. Because like this just screams inefficiency. This game screams inefficiency. Uh, it's going to be a disgusting game of basketball. But yeah, it, it screams inefficiency. A bunch of rebounds. I think Vucevic and Williams both can have pretty solid games. I, 
So I, I would back those players, but I, I'm just going to take Charlotte. 220 total. I'm an only under. Yep. I expect to see misses. I think I, I expect this game to be pretty ugly. So let me get let me get a number on bridges before we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and, and another reason why I actually do like the under and why I think the Bulls might be better off without Levine. Levine not only is a chucker, he doesn't guard anybody <laughs> at all. Like he doesn't he doesn't do anything besides shoot. I, I think Levine checks all the boxes of a sixth man, at least a high a high octane microwave score sixth man, except they're paying him too much money to be a sixth man. So he basically has to start, but he's not good enough to actually contribute to winning as a starter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, and I think winning is so relative. Like he's just not going to be on a good team. Like he could be a starter on a bad team. He's just not going to be a starter. I, on a good team. I mean, people fine. say it all the time. There are differences between being a basketball player and a hooper. And the main difference is hoopers try to get theirs. Basketball players try to win the game. I think Levine's more of a hooper than a basketball player. That's how I would compare the two. Ooh, we we have the Dallas Mavericks at home welcoming the Utah Jazz. And uh, my little Grinch heart is getting all tingly because Utah's catching double digits here. Ten points. <laughs> At Dallas, two thirty and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And I have for the Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie is questionable, Grant Williams is questionable, Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable, Josh Green is out, Maxi Cleaver is out. And for the Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olynyk both out, Laurie Markin out. Honestly, that's like some of the three best players. But what's good about this is those guys have been out for basically the entire year at different spurts. So you have Will Hardy and this Jazz team rolling out their B team, really the C team, yet again for another game. Just take the points already, man. Hey, man! Like one, just you just it. can't you can't lay you can't lay points with Dallas at home. You definitely can't lay a big number with Dallas at home. That's 100%. But, I mean, if there's ever a spot, if there's ever a spot for Utah to get right, it's got to be catching 10. Got to be catching 10. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the points. I would consider Dallas if they were fully healthy, but we don't know who the hell is playing for this team in this game. Uh, Kyrie's questionable. We saw Luka didn't play over the weekend. They've kind of been rotating who's sitting. Grant Williams might not play. He's actually been good for this team, so I got to mention him. He's been good. Hardaway Jr. might not play as well. Uh, they're already going to be without Kleber. Josh Green's out. Too many injuries for me. Yes, I know that Olenek and Markinen and Clarkson are all not going to play. So you might be wondering how the hell Utah's supposed to score in this game. But they find ways. Like This is what Utah does. They get double digits, and they find ways to lose by seven. This is so, what Utah's so, been doing for years. So I'll so leave to you. This is, this is how I want to, like... <laughs> Where is this uh, Mavericks team? They they've stepped it up in points per game, better over the past five games. But this team, like points inside the paint, scoring on this team, it's actually pretty easy. But like, the injury they don't reports are weird because I didn't really see much about Dallas having injury issues, and then Luca and Kyrie took turns sitting over the weekend. Luca had a kid, so that was the reason why he was out. He'll be back in. Kyrie, I guess, is banged up, but I don't remember where he exactly got hurt. 
But Hardaway's now banged up, and Grant Williams, they got bit by the injury bug all at once, and I feel like that's a problem to lay 10 points with. Luca already had his uh, dad game, Sebastian. Sorry to tell you, he had a 35-point triple-double, so yeah. he missed out on that one. Uh, so here's this is how it's going to happen. And it's going to be a little bit of playing downs here competition, so of course that's impossible to handicap. But like, I, I think that they're going to play down in competition. You look at Yurtsman, and we have gone on here and said that Yurtsman is a solid center. He is not one of the best, but he goes out there, he does his job, he looks good on the court. So he, try, I think he that, tries really, really hard. That's all I'm going to say, which I like. He tries, and hard. so that's why I'm backing Yurtsman for a double double here. I think this is a, a really good spot for him to show up, come up big, have a really good game. And then it's really a, which of the backcourt guards is going to have the good game when they're effectively either going to have Luka, maybe Kyrie if he plays. You're not getting Josh Green. So, like, I mean, who's guarding, who's guarding his backcourt? And Keontae George is good enough where I think he can have a good game, you know, I think the assists are worth a look for George. If you do think Utah keeps it close, I know I'm not going to be on the under in this game. I'm going to lean over. So I think Utah's going to score. George is a pretty good facilitator. So. And let me see here. Look at one last thing. Uh, let's see. And Dallas has been pretty good guarding the perimeter. So, yeah, I think George, I think George is the one for the game. Maybe Collins, too, on the inside. Points in the paint is pretty easy to come by with the Dallas Mavericks. It's, it's, it's multiple ways that I could see these players that everybody looks at their names and says, oh, these are like some, you know, like I said, B-team, C-team players. Like, I swear, it's B-team, C-team players. But Dallas doesn't provide any type of resistance where these players can't get off. Like, they're still NBA players. This I kind of a- like JR's angle. He mentioned THT, which I kind of like because he goes, out, yes. goes to the rim. I think he's actually in a good yes, spot. Yes, he, he goes to the rim. Like, this could, I'm telling you, all of these players that we've just kind of out outed and said, yeah, this is a B team, C team, Jazz team, like they can get up against this Mavericks team. And Clarkson not being out is a good deal for the other supporting cast guys. We know Clarkson's a chucker. You have more shots yeah. to actually have. Lori's not going to play either. Somebody's going to have to score for this team. I think this Jazz team's conditioning is better than the Mavericks coming out of altitude, just play, used to playing in altitude all the time. I think the conditioning is a lot better. Like, this is one game that the Mavericks are going to get slept on. Like, they are they are going to sleep on this game, and it's going to be close, and they're going to be trying to figure out ways in the fourth quarter to try to win the game. I'm I don't want to spend too much time on Utah, but I do have to ask, is Utah tanking? Because why no. the hell is Walker Kessler not starting on your team? I, I don't understand the Walker Kessler Benjamin. But why? But uh, my question to combat that is: Why would you think that Walker Kessler is the like Walker Kessler is not the piece that is one hundred percent winning games? So like, I don't think that you. My point is, the team doesn't guard pitch. anybody. I mean, Kessler in his last game had. I mean, to go through the blocks here, though, he walks into two plus blocks a game. Like he's he's playing good minutes off the bench, but he's averaging two point five blocks per game. Your team can't stop anybody. Like, I, I don't understand. I think they should be tanking. But Lori's not playing, and I just think it's weird that Kessler started, like, every game for you last year. He was really good, and now you're benching him for Yurtsevin. Who's really good. Weird. But Yurtsevin is really good. I like, like Yurtsevin as a player, but, I mean, starting over Kessler is kind of absurd. I don't know, man. Yurtsevin's been putting up some pretty good stat lines, like, for a center. Yeah, I, think, I think he just I goes in there, and it's not like – it's not like Dursevin is going out here playing all the minutes and Kessler's not playing anything. They're both playing the same minutes. They are. I just, I just find it weird off. that Kessler's with the bench unit. I just think that's a little bit weird. 
yeah, I, I, I think that I think this is a great lineup. I've been watching. You know, I'm a somewhat of a fan of this Utah team, <laughs> and so I've been watching it. I think that the lineup they're a works bad, for them. fun team to root for because they don't play any defense and they find ways to cover because they score a bunch of points. And I think Munoz's point is pretty good. Two and a half blocks doesn't make a difference when the other four guys are playing defense. So, like, why roll about there with that unit? And he wasn't just that, wasn't that Gobert's like entire career with Utah though? <laughs> Nobody played yeah. defense. Yeah, but your Gobert, like, he was a defensive player of the year. Yeah. Oh, I know Kessler's he was. Not, I think Kessler was good enough to be a potential defensive player of the year finalist at some point. He'll never be Gobert. Gobert's one of the best defensive players in the last decade and change. But still, Gobert's entire time in Utah was every other player on this team can't guard anybody. I got to bail everyone out. So I've seen I think it's just from I really just think it's it's what's it called? Uh Shangu potential. Okay. What Shangun hasn't even reached his potential. But uh what I was saying is that I feel like Walker Kessler meshes better with like Colin Sexton, Taylor Horton Tucker and that unit rather than Keontae okay. George and Abaji, who are really like those guys are looking to get their own. They're not looking to set up anybody else on offense. And so like that's what I think it is. I think he just meshes better. And when, you know, Laurie comes back, when Jordan Clarkson comes back, when, you know, Olenek comes back, then you'll see more Kessler probably back in the starting lineup. But I just, I just think thought that it was more, fascinating. Works, the Kessler works better for them right now. But they admit that Walker – and that's why Walker's getting 25 minutes a game still is because they admit that, yo, you're still a good player. It's just Yersevin is a lot is a little bit better for us with this lineup. Let's test it out and see what happens. We're 7-13. and 13. I mean, we might as well try things out. All right. Over, I'm done with that one. I'm going to 100% have the same game parlay going on in this game. 100%. All right, next game on the slate. Wait, man, the chat is rolling. Make sure y'all get in there, join the chat. If you're not listening this time, make sure you get in and join next time. YouTube.com slash NBA Gaming Podcast. All right, what's the next game we have on the docket? The Portland Trailblazers on the road going to play the Golden State Warriors. Warriors are laying 12 and a half. 11. Open up at 11 is now 12 and a half. 226 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Simons is questionable with a thumb injury. He practiced on Monday. Now has a chance of playing after missing the past 18 games. DeAndre Ayton is doubtful. Jeremy Grant is out. Damn. Team was <laughs> bad anyway. Other I know that. No, but still. It's still. Yep. Uh, go say Warriors. Andrew Wiggins is probable after smashing his finger in the door. Uh, Chris Legg is probable after getting injured, injured yet again. And Gary Payton's not playing. He hurt his gap. He's going to be out for a while. The Golden State Warriors are, let me get the updated adjusted numbers. Maybe it looks better than the last time I looked. They are 1-8 and 1-ATS on at home. 1-8 and 1-ATS at home. I'm taking Portland plus 12 and a half. There's Probably nothing that you could say that would change my mind, but I will give you the chance. There's two ways this game goes. Either it's close in the fourth quarter and Portland easily covers, or Golden State wins by 30. There's no middle yeah. ground. Like either no. Golden State wins this game by a ton of points in a game they should win, or they play with their food because they're not very good, and you see Portland hang in there and maybe have a shot to win the game. Personally, yeah. I think... I, I think it could go either way. Bro, uh, what eight and one at home? I know is they're crazy. so bad at home, man. So <laughs> like, bad at home. Like for it to be Golden State, that is crazy to me. To be fair, Draymond did get suspended for a couple of those games, but still. Because by the bad. way, Portland's <laughs> projected starting center for this game is Duop Reef. Who the hell is that? I know a lot of players. I don't. I've never heard of that name in my entire life. Duop Reef. 
For who? Where'd you go to school? For Portland. He went to LSU. Don't know him. Don't know this guy. But he's the projected starter for this game. So, yeah, they got that going for him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lean. Uh, it's such a bad starting lineup, though, man. Brogdon, Bro, Sharp, Camera, Walker, and Reef. I mean, you put that team out there for an entire season, that team wins 10 games. Uh, give me Golden State by 30. I'll, I'll do it. Give me Golden State by 30. I'll take an old spread on this game. I'm not going to go full 30. Give me Golden State minus 19 and a half. And they win this game by 20. He could be nice, JR. I'm just saying, I follow a lot of basketball, including college. I've never heard of that guy in my entire life. That sounds like an like an AI-generated name. Hey, man. Uh, who was that that was riding the Bulls bitch that was putting in work in the World Cup? What is his name? God dang it. What's his name that was right? He was literally like Bulls G team, Bulls G League. What is that dude's name that was going crazy in the World Cup, man? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I can't remember. He played for uh, he played for one of the African teams. Uh, you mean Rondé Hollis Jefferson? No, because no. he went nuts in the NBA Cup, but I don't think that's who you were talking about. Uh. Dang man, it's gonna no, it's gonna piss me off. I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm taking time. I'm not it's saying really that Duop Reef, by the way, is a bad player. I'm just saying that those are the name that you run into in draft scouting when you're in year two and you when you're in year five of your NBA 2K franchise sim. That's what it looks like. Like I, I've never heard of that name in my entire life. But uh, I'm gonna lean Gold Carly State Jones. That's Carly Jones. Carly Jones got off in the World Cup. Where's Carly Jones that. now? He did. He I had remember Ronde Hollis Jefferson was the story of the World Cup. Yeah, thirty point game in in uh, cup. Pretty sure it was thirty. Did he play for that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had thirty. Played for that South uh, that South Sudan team. Okay. Thirty five. He had thirty five, twenty one, and twenty six. Trying to remember, he went to Ohio State or Xavier. He went to. I thought he went to Louisville. 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 I don't even remember. Yeah, it was Louisville. I thought it was one of those. To, I was trying to remember. I knew it was something red. I knew it was something okay. red. It was Louisville. I thought it was Ohio State because I had the red thing too. But all right, all right. Sorry, guys. We're back here. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna disagree on this game, but I'm going all. It's just red. Like yeah, I can't take a team that's one eight and one at home. Like, that's just at I've home. just seen like, a lot on of the road, one in my on time. the road. I get it, but at home, yeah. Like how did we get here, Golden State? How did we get here? Very disappointed how Golden State seasons turn out this far. Okay, here we are. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets are on the road. I want to play Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are laying one. 227 and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Clippers, based on lovely Brent Boston not playing. We have Jamal Murray is questionable. Aaron Gordon is probable. Okay, car is out. It's very easy. I told you, for me at least, I told you the Clippers were in Celtics territory. I'm not betting them. There's nothing you can do to bet them. I'm taking the Nuggets. What are you doing here? You know, do you think the Clippers are rooting for Jamal Murray to play? Because that means Reggie Jackson won't start. Do you think they're rooting <laughs> for, for Jamal yeah. Murray to play? Um, yeah. I can't take the Clippers. This team's a laughing stock as far as I'm concerned. They've had moments where they step up. We saw them beat the Kings a couple of days ago. 
Kings are on a back-to-back after the comeback tournament win against the Warriors. That was a good letdown spot for the Kings, and the Clippers buried them. This team's just not very good, just simply put. They don't guard anybody. Uh, there's only one basketball, and I think that's going to be a problem. I think it was P.J. Tucker who had some quotes about that. Then again, he's been a DMP for about a month straight, so he's kind of airing some grievances there, but he's not wrong. He just said there's one basketball, there's not enough to go around, and this team actively doesn't try to guard anybody. I got to go with Denver here. Denver's owned this team for a long, long time, and I don't see that changing. The last I checked, Jokic is in the lineup, but apparently it doesn't even need to be for Denver to win this matchup. So give me Denver. They won at Phoenix on the road on Friday, which I picked. So I was happy that Denver got it done. It wasn't easy. Give me a close game, but I think that Denver wins it. Gorn being back is massive for defensive purposes because that's going to definitely help out with all the actual scores that the Clippers do have. But give me Denver. I can't go against Denver in this spot. The Clippers are a joke. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, – I don't care what Denver's doing on the road. But there's – it's not a good reason to bet this Clippers team, man. That's really not. No. And right now, there's still plus money to miss the playoffs, which I find shocking to me. Well, I'm showing on a 2-1. to one. I know you I, are. You yeah, feel good about it. On a two to one. I still good. wonder if Ty Lue gets fired midseason. Well, I'm wondering about it. Well, I mean, if they don't get above 500 pretty soon, it's, it's a pretty good chance. I mean, Munaf, don't bring up Juan Soto news until it happens, man. As a Yankees fan, I'm on the edge of my seat. Don't bring it up. I hope we get Soto. I'm not going to mention anything. Do you really? Yeah. Is, is Juan Soto going to be like one of those guys that comes to the Yankees and forgets how to play baseball? It could be, but Juan Soto is one of the, one of my favorite players in the entire league. And when you look at his overall, I'm not going to spend too much time on Juan Soto because right now we're in 13. It's mostly about just his vision. He's one of the best eyes at the plate I've ever seen. So when you're in the same ballpark as like Ted Williams or Barry Bonds from a vision perspective, mm-hmm. I think you're an all-time talent. Juan Soto's that good. You don't go into the World Series at like 18, hit five home runs, and lead your team to a World Series. I mean, not to think you're ready for New York. Like, no. I, I think Juan Soto's legit. I think he's a very, very good baseball player. Oh, well, interesting, interesting. We'll see. I can't, I can't wait. Because it, it feels like the Lakers. Like when anybody goes to the Lakers and they just forget how to play baseball. I mean, At least the Lakers won a title with AD. Maybe they'll win one title and then Soto forgets to play baseball. I'll take that. I'll take the one title. It's been a long time. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Shout out, shout out to the shout out to the Yankees for making an appearance in the chat today. Shout out to Munoff for somehow making baseball show up in this podcast. And Munoff hates the Yankees. So he does. Yeah. All right. Lock dog underdog lineup. For my lock. I'm really feeling the dogs today. I'm just trying to figure out what order do I want to put them in. Do we go big or anything jump off the page to you? Uh, well, take the Spurs. Live a little. Take the Spurs. Do like the Spurs. I won't take them. I'm torn between Miami and Utah. What order I want to play those two? Because I do understand that playing Utah on the money line is a huge payout. That will probably work out. Uh, All right, just give me Utah plus 10. Because I will admit that they don't have their best players playing in the game, and I will give them that credit. 
you're catching Sandy, your buffs players aren't playing the game, there is a possibility that this actually is a 20 point loss. So I'll take Utah plus 10. But I like Miami on the money line at plus 145. Because I think this is this just screams Miami game script where you're missing one of your best players, you're missing a couple of depth pieces, but you have a bunch of undrafted guys. It's made probably a Hamie Hawkins game where he goes and adds another 10 to 15, maybe even 20 off the bench. Jimmy Butler does everything for this team. They go out here and get a win on the road in Toronto. Yeah, Miami plus 145. That is my dog. Scott, over to you. All right, uh, I got a couple options because there's a lot of games on the card. Um, I thought about the over in the Hawks game, if I want to actually do it or not. Denver's the obvious choice because the Lakers, because the Clippers are a laughing stock. Um, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to go with the Nuggets. I'm not going to overthink this. They own this team, to simply put. I want to pull up the head-to-head quickly uh, for the Nuggets against the Clippers, but it has been one-way traffic for a long, long time. Uh, to go through the head-to-head numbers between the Nuggets and the Clippers, they faced off a lot in their history, but to go through the recent results, the Nuggets have won eight straight, and the Nuggets have won 11 of 12. That's good enough for me. I'll take Denver on the money line at basically minus 105. I mean, that's just a great deal for me. Eight straight, 11 of 12. Hell yeah, I'll take Denver in that spot. So give me Denver as my lock. For my dog, I wanted to go something with a player prop in that Philly game because I think Philly might score like 140 points in that game. The question is, do I want to take Embiid alt or do I want like maxi double-double in this spot? Or maybe I go team total. Uh, Let me quickly just uh, pull something up. If you want to, we can start the... uh, uh, the underdog lineup while I pull up the odds for my dog. Okay. Let's see here. I'll have my play in a second. I'm just pulling up the odds. What's our, what's our, what are we starting off with here? Vucevic. Going Vucevic rebounds. PR, maybe. Yeah, I like Vucevic. I mean, no we Levine. There's going to be more shots to go around. So we have 32 PRA. We have uh, PR is 28 and a half. We got 11 on the rebounds and 17 and a half on the points. Yeah, any any of those jump out to you? I think they like rebounds because we said it was going to be an ugly game. 20 and 10 just sounds so good, though. I think that's what he gets today. So let's go. Or, I think. I think. Once again, I said I think he gets like twenty and fifteen. I think that's a pretty yeah. reasonable. Yeah, points and rebounds. Let's just twenty-eight and a half points and rebounds. Higher. Well, right. You know what? Yeah, I got my dog. By the way, my dog's going to be Philly team total over one twenty-nine and a half, and that's plus one seventy. All right. What was your lock again? Well, uh, my lock it. was Denver. Just right. Denver. Simply put. All right, Denver. You have the. Uh, and then you have that Philly team total. All right, yeah, cool. 129 and a half is plus 170. Jason dropped his lock and dog in the chat. He said he's on the Magic first half and full game for his dog. He took the double result two at plus 260. And for his lock, he took the Nuggets as well. Luis took the Pistons as his dog. Hey, man, he he, he took the points in the total bowl. understand that. All right. Uh, Wait, so we have so- a Giannis birthday game in tournament tomorrow? Nah, no, this is birthday today. It doesn't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they're they really, like, they're scheduling all, everybody's games off their birthdays. Really, really freaking annoying. <sighs> all right. We have Vucevic. 
Uh, Jokic? Sure. PRA? Just don't overthink it. He just kills this team no matter how he wants to. 51 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? Yeah, like, sure. Why not? Sure. All right. I'm all not going right. to say no. I mean, Jokic. it's Jokic. Of course, I'm not going to say no. Jokic, higher, 51 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Sure. Um, we, we could just blindly take rebounds if you want to do that instead. I mean, he should get whatever he wants anyway. 12 and a half. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, is he going to go over PRA realistically if he doesn't get like 13 rebounds? He can, probably not. If he scores like 30 something. You know what? No, let's just go PRA because you, you get to root for Joke, for Jokic to do everything, which is always fun. Yeah, I'll take Jokic 51 and a half. Okay. All right. We added it. That's two. Bridges? Like Either Bridges. one. Either one. I know you like both, but Mikel, if, you, if you're picking the Nets to score points, Bridges probably goes for like 28. Is there anybody that we like more? I don't mind Claxton rebounds in that Hawks game, but I mean the pace is going to be there. Uh, I can always go with it, so. Okay. Oh, he's not up it. here. He's not up here. Okay. So, do you want to just go with Mikel? But who do you like more, Mikel or Miles? Hmm. Because I don't mind either option. Miles. I don't know, man. No LaMelo and the inefficiency of Terry Rozier. Mikel might put up like 25 shots. Okay. He could go seven for 25 and still get 21 points. Do you have the odds? Uh, do you have the number up for uh, 20 and a half. both purges? He's 20, 20 and a half for Miles. Miles is 20 and a half, and Mikel is 24 and a half. I mean, I think Mikel gets to 25. He had, 40, he had 45 against this team like a week and a half, like two or three weeks ago. Unless you want to take one of our plays out, and we'll take both bridges. Nah, even though I do think a bridges bridges parlay. You want a four pick? You want to be different? We'll take both bridges for a four pick. Sure, why not? Yeah, let's do it. A bridges bridges parlay does actually sounds fun, and I haven't, I've never had that on a slip, like even tried it. So I'm kind of well. There's not many players with the same exact last name, so unless you're throwing yeah. in like Patrick Williams props and Mark Williams, <laughs> but why would anybody bet on Patrick Williams? So. Yeah. All right, Bridges, Bridges, attorney at law. 10Xer. We have Mikael Bridges, higher, 24 and a half points. We have Miles Bridges, higher, 20 and a half points. We have Nikola Vucevic, higher, 28 and a half points in rebounds. And to top it all off in the late game slate, we have Nikola Jokic, 51 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, higher against the Los Angeles Clippers. $100 gets you a nice thousand dollar payout there we go people there's your other off lineup for the day stop anything else with people get about here no we got an nfl show right after it so check in with the nba show uh we might have to push that nfl show a little back, back a little okay bit. We have, we'll have an nfl show later today so stay tuned <laughs> all right so for the 66 people oof, shout out to y'all in the chat make sure you like the video on the way out leave us a comment just drop a comment say how i suck and scott's good or say how scott sucks and i'm good or however it doesn't matter just say something yeah i'm pretty sure if you like this show you like one or other or maybe both of us <laughs> and so uh, appreciate that and if you're listening to this wherever you get your podcast make sure you leave us a five-star rating or if you're doing the exact same thing we got moon off and McKee for the in-season tournament quarter semi-final round excuse me semi-final round going on tomorrow hop in the chat 
sg.pn slash discord will be in there. I'll probably drop a Utah and Mavericks SGP a little bit later because I really like that game. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. Don't know if any podcast is going like this. We are out of here. Ba-da-ba-da-da-basket.